The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber live at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Coming off the best day for the Dow since March 5 and futures relatively steady as we await Powell on the Hill uh, in front of the house this afternoon. Bitcoin down for a seventh straight day uh, below uh, 30,000 uh, and uh, the lowest since January. Our roadmap this morning begins with Powell preparing to speak. Markets awaiting the Q&A with the house. Plus, yes, Exxon. Denying a report that it plans to cut 5 to 10% of its office workforce. Oh. We'll give you a little details on that. And Google facing a massive EU antitrust probe over alleged ad tech abuses. Uh, it's worth, though, Jim, taking a moment to put yesterday in perspective, second day in a row where it's basically all or nothing, breath either uniformly negative than uniformly positive. The more I checked into Friday, the more uh, there was a very thin day where there was a rebalancing. By the way, there's a gigantic gig- rebalancing coming up on Friday, which is the Russell 1000, 2000. But when I see these things, I, I think that the Fed, that the Fed, uh, is concerned about what's going on with uh, with buying and selling of stocks. The SEC is very concerned about pay for order flow. I think people at home want to know about what the hell happened on Friday. Like what? What happened? What the hell happened on Friday? What? what? No, I mean, like you know, to me, the most discouraging thing if you're at home investing is to say, you mean like what Friday didn't matter? Uh, you know, we reverse Friday. You know, interest rates interest rates went went uh, down. People uh, sold stock. It would mean, be the first time that there was an overreaction to Fed speak, or or things being taken perhaps a little further out of context than otherwise true. expected. So options expiration. Yes, the option and there's Bullard on a Friday. I wish he would pick other days. And Bullard, right? Because this is one of the thinnest I've seen. I mean, I don't know. I know people trade at home, so it's not like you know you've got all these. Guys at uh, what? J.P. Morgan. They're at home. They're not at home. Well, they went. Uh, no, the younger they're people not, are they're back. back. They're the younger, back. Oh wait, we have to figure out who's back. Trading and, who's not and sales back. is coming back. Yeah. Oh, they're back yeah. big. If you're an investment banker, they're back. you're never coming. Back. But I'm just saying that, like, you know, Friday was a, Monday was a do-over, and that is just not what we want to see. We want to see some fluidity. We lose people every time this happens. I think that's what. what you don't think we love this stuff? Yeah, really, lose people. Yes, I think we lose. Well, the, the market, the, do you think the market seems rational that we go down on Friday and then up on Monday on the same information? What changed that we suddenly went up? Nothing, but I that, feel as though we, it's not, it's far from the first time that we've seen that kind of reaction. Well, but I just think often, the ex- look, And what, to your point on Bullard, 
And Sarah Eisen was making this point yesterday. He, he tends towards big headlines of even all the, even though he's a non-voting he's member. He's a soft-spoken guy. Yeah. I, well, we were thinking big, big, you know, bad cop, good cop. Uh, I'm just saying that on no information, we're making the same judgments. And that's what people don't like. I mean, it isn't like someone came out yesterday and said, you know what, Bullard's wrong. Nothing happened. You know, nothing happened to move the market this much, David. Right. We got Powell, I and mean, we got the transcript at, what, 3.30 or no, whatever it was. No, but that's not yeah, what happened. There was nothing. nothing. No, it was that, there was right. no, no, there you're right. Absolutely. There was no economic news. The only no. thing that happened is Bitcoin went down, which was very yes. interesting to have Bitcoin go down. Okay, so where does that leave us today? Well, that's the point. Oh, is that the point? There's nothing going on. I mean, I, you know, there's a chip shortage coming to an end. Chip shortage. But we are about to get. GameStop sold a lot of stock. GameStop, that's a success. GameStop now has a lot of money to do something other than being GameStop, which is what has to happen. I've been with the video game companies, the two out of three video game companies, and three companies that are competitors. And they just keep coming back and saying that Ryan Cohen is putative, uh, well, they're a CEO now from Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have to come up with something other than being GameStop. There is. But now they're going to have one another. I mean, they've got about one point six billion. Oh, no, they, they have the money million million in April. Right. They now have another one point one two six billion. We're talking about GameStop here selling five million shares. But that's good. They can be something um, other than GameStop. The market. Jeffrey's doing that for them. Amazing. Maybe uh, it's what, a 20 billion dollar bet on. I mean, that's almost close to what the market cap was before all this started. Right. Where was the market cap of this company in those early days before? Oh, you mean the, the meantime? Yeah. It's a couple um, of bill. Right. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was much lower. By the way, you know, we also had there was a very important uh, discussion on um, with Siegel, Professor Siegel, uh, on the judges show. Yeah. Where he's usually bullish. Yes. And he took the market apart too. Friday. It was a thin market. You know oh. the cannibal. The cannonball. You know the yes. cannonball. To What's the, cannonball? It's the train to the Hamptons. Right. Well, you know what? I think they added like four cars to the cannonball. <laughs> Good. We need more mass transit. Yes. Oh, yeah. right. We you forgot. Could, yeah. People are not. Well, doing no blade. That. They take blade. There's like it, it looks like it's Vietnam. You know, it's like there's so many helicopters in there. Look like, out, man. It's like it looks like they're leaving Saigon. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the last chopper. man out. Last chopper. Get, out of the- get to the chopper. <laughs> I know. I mean, it was really incredible this Friday. I, I, I told my wife. I said, listen, I. I got to wear earplugs. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> what? There's well, so many so, billionaires. Right, billionaires so, landed on my head. So if we're in an environment where it's thin markets, uh, people are not in. Uh, Fed obviously is talking about tapering. Right. Uh, we're back in this peak inflation expectation, peak growth. Uh, that leads to chop. That's certainly what Morgan Stanley's been arguing for a, a long time. Well, look, I, I do think that I did a piece this morning for real money. I will talk about it tonight on Mad Money. I speak to a lot of executives, and I keep asking them, where are the people? Where are the people? But where are the people that they're trying to hire? What happened to them? And where did the engineers go? Where did the clerks go? Uh, where did the people who handle the you know, buy, uh, buy online uh, get in the store? I mean, BOGO, you know what I mean? Where, where, where did people go to the factories? I mean, no one knows where the people went. Everyone knows they moved or they want more money, or they have stimulus money, and they don't need to work yet. Well, Goldman did a piece last night on excess retirees, over a million Americans who were prodded to retire early uh, because of the pandemic. And that, that's, 
the number of retirees versus the number that you would have implied from prior trends given age. Still. Well, also remember Great resignation. Uh, yeah, but look, right. let's not forget uh, the people who died in excess of what should have died is 500,000. That's more than that. No, it's more no that's the, the excess. Oh, the excess above the yeah. 600,000. I mean, I that word. It's kind of like sure. soiling green, it's the horrible. excess. It's I mean, but that's how they above use it. Above the actual, right. Right, I so see. you have 500,000, you have 1 million, yeah, 1. you have 41 SPACs that raise, well, how many SPACs raised 41 billion? No, and you have, you have 500% more IPOs than last year. So you've so, got I mean, an enormous amount of capital chasing. Right, so isn't right. that what the Fed has to start saying? Listen, we're just, we're too easy. Okay. I don't. I think they have to wait till October when the unemployment benefits. You know, how many people show up at my little businesses to say that they're interested in working, and then they get there and it's like, no, no, thanks. Really? Yeah. Still happening. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. So in September, like everything else, well, everybody's coming back in September. Doesn't the Fed have coming to back to, to the fight? office? They're going to actually look for jobs again. What? Well, look, my crystal ball is, you know, it's broken. <laughs> no, it's not. It's cloudy. Just, yeah, well, it's just there are a lot of look, we have a combination of, of, an, <laughs> of a level of pent up demand. I mean, every single wedding that was supposed to happen last year is happening this year. Every single family celebration will happen this year. Uh, the planes, they're cutting back on their places. They can't find the workers. It is Delta's oh, going to hire a thousand. Yeah. By next well, summer. where are they going to yep, find them? Yep. Where are they going to get the thousand? Well, I think they had a bunch of pilots that maybe they'd furloughed, so they, well, they furloughed go back and ask them to come no back. Look, Unless they retired. Unless they retired. Why don't you blame Moderna and Pfizer? Okay. Because they solved the pandemic well ahead of when they were. Look, they remember did. last year at this time, people were saying, listen, it took them four years to do the mumps vaccine. You probably don't even have, you probably never even had mumps. By the way, there are still plenty of people. I never had mumps. I did (laughs) have chicken pox. I had had mumps. I never had mumps. But uh, there are still plenty of people who have not gotten vaccinated in this country, which obviously is something we're going to get to momentarily in terms of of not hitting the targets. A lot of executives executives haven't gotten vaccinated? Yes. What What are you talking about? I'm not going to reveal. I just know. Why? Why do you ask me these questions about things that obviously I? Why would I know? I don't know. It's a personal decision. But the point is that we're still right. I could have said that, and that would have been meaningless. And then you would have said, "What decision?" Yeah. Well, we're definitely seeing some uptick in hospital admissions in the South. Uh, Some states up thirty percent in a couple of weeks. Speaking of vaccines, we do have some breaking news on that front from Meg Terrell. Hey, Meg. Hey, Carl, we are learning that the Biden administration today will acknowledge that it is not on track to meet that July 4th goal of at least uh, 70 percent of U.S. adults having one shot or more uh, by July 4th. This reporting is coming from NBC News' Mike Memoli. According to a source, uh, we expect to get that news at the White House COVID briefing midday today. We are seeing that there are 65 percent of adults that have that one shot, uh, just shy of the 70 percent goal. Still, the White House calling this success beyond their highest expectations. They say they have reached that goal for people over 30. They'll get to it by July 4th for people over the age of 27. It's people ages 18 to 26. They say they're going to need a few more weeks uh, to get to that 70% goal. And of course, this is concerning amid what you were just talking about with the Delta variant. In those pockets where there is less vaccination, that is the really dangerous um, areas for this more contagious variant to spread. And we are seeing that uh, in those pockets around the U.S. Guys, back over to you. Yeah, I think Israel, too. Infections now at a two-month high as uh, the Delta variant makes. Yeah, they're the highest of all countries right. in, but in terms of vaccination rates. Yeah. But remember, Dr. Topol 
said yesterday, the world is yet to witness the emergence of variants able to break through the vaccine-induced immunity. Right. So on the one hand, you have an illness that, frankly, is unstoppable because we have no natural immunity. On the other hand, we have companies that have produced vaccines. And, and the Delta variant is, it and stops it's, the Delta yeah. variant, so who except for the, people who have not been vaccinated. But who wants the Delta? If you know, if I were to tell you, I was your doctor, I said, listen, you're going to get the Delta variant. Uh, you probably won't die from it, but you'll get it. Why would you, you know, why would you not take the vaccine? I, I mean, I, there's a, there are probably people who take the flu vaccine, which is about 60 percent accurate, um, and, and pass on this. I, I, again, I think it's a great mystery, but there are lots of companies that did not pressure people. There are lots of people who felt there was a civil liberties issue. And there are lots of other well, people who feel like, it, you know, live free or die. It does come back to something I've been talking about now for 15 months, those antivirals, which are getting closer. The one from Merck, a number no of others. Pill. They want a pill. They it want will a be an oral pill. They want a spray. It w- right, well, come on. I mean, there'll be an oral pill potentially as soon as, let's call it late fall, that could be approved on emergency usage by the FDA that would treat all of these variants if, in fact, you give it to somebody very early in the gestation of the now, Would they go for They would have virus. to go for that, right? I mean, they're in a hospital. No, no, no. It's before you get to the hospital. Unfortunately, okay. it doesn't work very well once right. you get to the hospital. It's got to be early. Yes. Got to be early. Well, I'm glad that Meg, you know, they were knitting. Maybe that'll shake people up. Yeah, I think it was obvious to many, but uh, yeah, interesting to get that admission. Thank you uh, to our Meg Terrell. When we come back, uh, Google facing that EU antitrust probe. We're going to fill you in along with a fascinating story in the Times about uh, Pichai's leadership. Take a look at futures. Uh, more Squawk on the Street ahead on this Tuesday. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. The European Union has opened a formal antitrust probe of Google's digital ad practices, looking into allegations the Alphabet unit violated EU rules by favoring its online display ad tech services at the expense of rivals. Part of the investigation will cover some of the same areas involved in a case filed by several U.S. states against Google last year. They've got that going on. Some of these house bills, Jim, they yeah. argue, would reduce competitiveness. Uh, the Times says that they looked at Shopify a few years ago, and Pichai decided it was too expensive. Right. That's, I know that, uh, and I know that uh, the people at Shopify have said over and over again, other people approach them. Two other companies, two large companies approach them and say, look, we're a Canadian jewel. This was when the stock was at 50. And 75, they approached them. It turned out to be an amazing moment. You know, we have a segment... Uh, in the afternoon, it's called Check, Please. Remember Check, Please? Yes. Well, that's what I feel like what happens when you're a European authority and you have Alphabet or 
okay. But uh, to be fair, it was, Check, please. it was October of last year. Those states and the Department of Justice did open an investigation into whether it's a monopoly. Well, yeah, but, but, but. Uh, I mean, they filed a, a lawsuit against them. By the way, we, we've talked about this. It's well, amazing I, that it doesn't seem to impact the performance of the stock price. It doesn't because it. It's like go after Amazon. Why I just bought I, today. I don't know if you guys have been on Amazon. I bought Nothing. a pair of, of, uh, of sneakers that I paid twice what I just bought this. So I bought two pair. But I also question Amazon's power. I don't like it. No. Amazon's the people. I don't, power to the people. So no consumer harm is what you're I, saying. I, I cannot believe that. I mean, I'm, I'm on the prices. I'm looking at the prices. And they have deals for things that I bought in the last six months that are shocking. But I'm supposed to then be after them for not doing a good job. And by the way, the dates they're guaranteeing. Remember yesterday there was a big story about the dates. Well, the guaranteed date that I'm getting is basically tomorrow. Have you, what, what have you bought? Uh, I have not bought anything. I'm that moron who goes and buys things three weeks before Prime Day and then right, finds them $150 less. give you the Heisman. Less. I what did that last bought? year. Well, you came in on, right? I think Judy's been active. but It's I, just incredible. I'm done. I was doing I'm, it. I've this. had enough. I'm not buying anything. Well, but, yeah, but it's half the price. Oh, <laughs> in that case, I'll buy tw- no, two of them. I, no, I, I just, I'm saying that I'm bringing this up is that people like Alphabet. People like Facebook. People like Amazon. So when the government goes after them, we, you know, we want the government to go after the bad guys. Well, wait a second. If what? the government can make a case that those they are, are five companies preventing that made true my competition life from occurring. Those, com- those companies have made your life better or you worse. You know what? The law is better the law. Worse. Now, we'll see. You know, better it will worse. take years. That's not what they don't. It's not a popularity that's not, contest. That's not what they're basing it on. Well, what? I mean, who have they? Because you don't know what the alternative would be. How oh, many things are not occurring oh, as a like result Amazon of their competitive even position? Even lower prices? As a result of their competitive position, I, how, I, many, I, how many innovations? Are, I'm not what, saying that's the argument to be made. That Facebook, what are they doing? I mean, we've already just vilified them for years. Aren't we, like, tired of vilifying? Can we, I mean, honestly, this is like a seven-year like seven Netflix plenty. series. I've heard you vilify them many times. Oh, I'm going to check in right now. Many, just, many times I've heard you. check in right now. We'll but solve suddenly this today you're all about the people no, and I am so just good for saying why you. We ask why they don't stick. And the answer is, is that they are not, people don't regard them as the end. That's all. I mean, they I regard the banks as the cases, enemy. These cases take banks. years and years to resolve. It doesn't well, mean Google, that at some went, point there won't be a resolution that could be negative. I just think that there are other companies that, the, the American people do not hate these companies, is what I'm saying. So no, you I said regulatory risk is is a shadow. It's not happening. Uh, you know, look, if you break up, well, if you, you break, break up, up you Google, create more I mean, value. Look, right? the, the article in the New York Times. Well, people who that article is people are making millions and they're like bumped. Oh, okay. You know what Lenin said about money? Here's the New York Times. <laughs> what did Lenin now. say? Uh, you told me. Yeah, he said. That, <laughs> can we, can we, we get, get a shot of me, we please? Are we enough with the pinch eye? What he said: the ri- the rich are unhappy. It's, it's their, their own fault. fault, right? Yes. <laughs> there, Kramer's See, I got Lennon right here. He's my uncle. Kramer's mad dash and the opening bell in a couple of moments. Don't go away. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. 
All right, welcome back. We're going to get to a mad dash now. Of course, we count down to the opening bell about eight minutes before we get started with trading. You love to talk about Ford. Well, because we talked it's about a winner. it many times. It's a winner. And I pointed out many, many times yeah. that you've had a great call on the stock. Well, it looks, like, it's looks like it's going down. This is when, obviously, you start talking about the chip shortage. Well, wait, wait a second, David. Here's some news. You know the used vehicle uh, value index, right, from Mannheim? Mm-hmm. Uh, this, there has been a surge in wholesale prices for used cars that has been very just parabolic. Well, in the last 15 days, I know that's not really a long, long sample, but it's increased to only 029 and I have very good sources at the foundries. And the chip shortage that everyone said was so fabled and go on for the autos, we over next quarter. It's already eased. It's already easing. It's already you've, been, you've been indicating that yes, it's was a possibility it's for the last easing. couple of weeks. So uh, Barclays goes 15 to 17 for uh, Ford, uh, GM 70 to 74. I know that Lucid was on this morning yes. casting aspersions on GM. but No, saying that she's no, good. Saying, saying that Mary right. Barr is doing the right, right thing. Rawlinson actually but, was saying it's good to have more competition but, right. because we're operating like at the, high, you know, the highest end. Right. And, I like Rawlinson, but he yes. wasn't casting but he was just saying GM's right. not where he is. But I think that the end of the chip shortage, coupled with the possible decline or at least the end of the advance of used prices, means availability is coming back. That's what it's about, availability. Now, I went to the dealer this weekend. There's like nothing. But you should understand that if these stocks get their mojo back, this is where people want to be. You went to the dealer again? Didn't you just buy a truck? No, I'm trying to get. I thought you owned it already. Well, I have one. I'm trying to get the new Maverick. Maverick? Yeah, because it's a city truck. It's not long. Mm. You want a waiting list for the Lightning or no? No. No, No, that's that's too long. That's too long a line. You never get a Lightning. You'll never get a Lightning. Look, I remember what Farley said on Mad Money. Yeah. He said, we will stop Musk. Yes. We will bury him. That's what he said. Well, that's kind of extrapolation, but he intends to bury Musk. Isn't that something? Does, do I sound like uh, Kate Winslet when I say bury? A little Pete. bit, you do. Yeah, a little bit. So this is a Philadelphia reference for those of you who perhaps aren't paying close attention. Speaking of paying close attention, we got an opening bell five minutes away. Stay with us. I think regulation is going to help us in the long run, right? Right now, the total crypto market cap is less than a trillion and a half dollars, right? This whole system works by becoming bigger and bigger, right? It's, it's less than 40 basis points of global net worth. And so the only way it becomes 3%, 4%, 5% is to have institutional money participate. And so we are going to get regulation. That's Michael Novogratz earlier on Squawk talking about uh, regulating crypto. Jim, you've been all over the Chinese story as it relates to crypto. And in fact, now it's the PBOC that is telling banks to crack down on trading. Yeah, look, I I think that it's very clear that they do not, the Chinese do not want a currency that rivals their currency that they perceive is run by American billionaires. And they feel that this is something that gets around all of their rules. They're obviously not going to let the United States have that level of power, the billionaires. And uh, there's, a, there's a piece about NVIDIA today. I mean, NVIDIA, everyone's using the new 900 price target. I think we have the analyst, actually, in the really? TAM, yes. Okay, we well, should ask him. I mean, he's talking about the idea that the Ethereum cards, they could drop to zero. It wouldn't mean anything. Uh, they expect $400 million in Ethereum uh, revenue this quarter. They're using cards that are basically scrap product. That analyst is going to be very, very good. But 
you know, the stock got, was down yesterday in an obviously a very up market. AMD also was down, I believe, at the end of the day down. Yes, and that, This was the reason, wasn't yeah. it? Concern about Concern, yes. demand? And it shouldn't be trading on Ethereum because they, well, he'll explain it to you. It'll be a very good piece. But I, I think the crackdown's serious, and I, I happen to like Mike Novogratz very much, but I fear the PRC. Uh, there's a lot of trading. You know, I've been watching this tether. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily am happy about how they're financed. And I just think you got to be careful because the PRC is a very potent enemy and they don't like this anymore. When you see uh, technicians now doing a bunch of head and shoulders patterns on Bitcoin, particularly you buy that. Uh, I do. I think that it is uh, very much uh, something that's breaking down. I also think, by the way, that there's no buyback. And I am selling the last bit that I have really? right now. <laughs> and I'm getting a good price for it. Wow. While you complete that trade, uh, that. there's the opening bell. It's virtual. It's Celebrating right its IPO today. Chinese trucking startup, uh, Full Truck Alliance. And at the NASDAQ, 2.6 Incorporated, maker of optical communications components. Well, look, uh, there are... Th- Remember, 500% more deals than last year. Every one of these companies now has the money. You know, the Chinese companies, it is incredible. It's, it's, a, so it's just like another nothing's Chinese changed. company. Nothing's changed. They're not listening and to you. And Dini could be the biggest deal. That would not listen to me. Yeah, but well, you wanted to ban them from our capital markets. Even Navarro didn't like my hard stance. The previous trade czar, so to speak. Well, actually, they had some pretty good people. Well, I, I like the people, but I still speak to Peter. I know that. It's okay. It was like my professor 40 years ago. I've talked to him for 40 years. But I do think that I have. I mean, I know him for a long time. But, 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 but I did. I, I thought they should examine how the Chinese companies don't have to have uh, a joint venture. Like, why doesn't this guy, why don't they have a joint venture with, say, Cummins? So we're going to go to their level as opposed to them coming to ours. In other words, we're going to force them to do the They go low. We also go low. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to bring a knife to a gunfight? Because I guess that's what we've been doing. We have been bringing a knife to gunfight. Now we're bringing nuclear weapons if they listen to me. Well, they're not going to listen to you. Know that Banning them from our capital markets. But I have to tell be. you, let's come on, let's talk about it. President, President Biden's been every bit as tough. If you read that article today about solar power and first solar, they're banking on the president standing up to the Chinese. They are. They I are. think that if you look at the, I bet and you. And also a lot of, obviously, uh, aid for climate-related initiatives. Yes. Right. I, I think that one day we are going to examine these companies, but I think Didi is going to be the biggest deal this year. Didi is going to be huge. Didi will be huge, yes. And, you the, know, the, what does President Xi say? Don't you think he's saying, put a bunch of jumps? No? I don't know, actually. I don't know what he's saying. It's, well, it is an incredibly important relationship. Or is he There's saying an Taiwan, awful lot of tension. Or is he saying Taiwan Semi looks attractive here? Listen, you bring up Taiwan, and I, I, I well, will tell you, participants one in the worry, capital markets, it's their number one worry. I, I think that, that Taiwan... should happen with Taiwan Hong in Kong, a you had told me 15 years less ago, than friendly way. Well, they also, the Chinese have been saying to people, the Chinese and the PRC has been talking about the notion. Uh, no different from what I saw in the New York Times in a really sad article about Asian women golfers. You think that the PRC is oblivious? They have been sowing the seeds in Taiwan of America not being a, a, a protective of, it, of Asian Americans. And I got to tell you, I don't think we are. I don't think we are. I, mean, I think that they make a good point. I don't want that, obviously. No one wants discrimination. But the Chinese exploit whatever we do wrong. Well, to your point about uh, TSM, uh, the couple headlines today. One is that they're going to give priority 
to the automakers yep. and to Apple uh, as we come out of this uh, or as we deal with this shortage. And then I know you mentioned, Jim, the foundries, but Global Foundries is investing another $6 billion to expand production in Singapore and Germany and the U.S. Okay, so Global Foundries is a really interesting company because they're the, they would tell you that the reason why we have a chip shortage for autos, and these are called feature-rich chips, they call them, is because when you look at it, what's AMD trying to do? High-performance computing. What's NVIDIA trying to do? High-performance computing. Uh, what does Intel want to do? High-performance computing. Uh, all, so what happens is, is that there's no one wants to do low-performance computing. I mean, you have NXP. But you, uh, so if you're global foundries, you're responsive to your biggest customers, uh, AMD. Right. And that is not what they want to do is make these chips. But they have found what these guys work 24-7. You know, Global Foundries is an American company. And they understood the call. And they were, I think, integral in trying to end this. And it's ending. It's ending. So if used car prices come in and lumber's down 50% and uh, all of these commodity uh, declines, if, when are we going to start to see that well, relayed into CPI, right? I mean, don't we want to see that ratified by <laughs> overall inflation metrics, we DPI? We do, we do, but you, know, you come in and what do we see? Well, we see Nutrient, which is a fertilizer company. We see Nutrient pre-announce that things are better than expected. I mean, there's just, what does that mean? It means farm equipment. It means farm, we have to see the acreage com- number that comes out June 30th. We need to see that complex go down. The last thing that we need to see is that they got to solve the port problem because I know that if you want to pay, you can pay extra and get what you need, but therefore you have to raise price. Yeah. Yeah. There's a a large backup at the ports that continues. Do you know that, I mean, it's really interesting what happened here. So Trump tried to, to make it so that we help force production to Vietnam. But the Haiphong Harbor, those of us old enough to know President Nixon, uh, the Haiphong Harbor is not deep enough. So the plan didn't work. It was a great idea. I remember when Carl yeah, went. we went there. We remember went to when the he port. went to Vietnam? You need, you need deep water ports. You need, you need great rail. Yeah. And they're just not there. Not yeah. to mention the workforce that can sew. Right. right. They can make apparel. Right. But that's a long way from making chips. And they, they can handle these big ships. So and, I, well, and a higher level of, to Carl's point, a higher right? level of technological innovation put no, things so together. We are hostage. I think that our country still doesn't seem. Well, no, uh, our commerce secretary realizes that we're too hostage. Um, you know, I, commerce secretary Raimondo. Uh, I, I I know she that she was the governor of Rhode Island, and she loves mad money. Yeah, she does love mad money. I think she's unbelievably good, but she's one person. But she understands that we have to take back control. In a different way from the way that the previous administration is. It's a very thoughtful approach. But uh, the, we don't outsource any as much. We had reshoring. That's why I love that first solar. But we need to find workers. We need to find workers. Even though there's 10 million workers unemployed versus 5 million in the first week of February when you didn't believe that there was going to be a pandemic. And I still can't figure out where those 5 million got, went. What? Nothing. I just got the reference there in the first week of What's February. The reference where you February of 2020. Yes. Where you ridiculed me I'll when never, I said there's going to be a pandemic. I will never live that down, and maybe I don't shouldn't. deserve to. 
And I have a tape uh, of it, just in case. Uh, I am going to move on to GameStop, though, to try to change GameStop. the subject. because You memester, it's a, you! It's been a favorite of yours for You're some a time. You've given them any number of different options they might choose to follow in terms of a new business model. And now they are going to have even more capital at their, uh, at their disposal, should they choose to do that, Jim, uh, raising another $1.126 billion with that offering. And interestingly, their shareholder base says, bring it on. Yeah. We like it. Ha! Who cares about dilution? We, yeah. uh, we like the fact that you've got a lot more capital. They'd already raised $500 well, million. It, dollars and how about it? We'll see what they do with it. They but, like uh, the AMC. They but, love AMC. They, they, they love popcorn. There. AMC, all you, you know. Yeah, well, it used to be issuing okay. shares was not necessarily a sign of strength, but that is uh, that is a different AMC, story. AMC, twenty-seven billion dollar company. Uh, GME, fifteen billion dollar company. GME, that's right. And the meme people are very happy, and th- these two are working. I, those are the two I think they should stick with. Yesterday, you tweeted about I guess the struggles that the communities had keeping AMC aloft. Yes. Uh, and then I think did you close out Disney on the charitable trust? Yes. Wow. Yeah, closed out Disney. You did. Yeah. Why? I, what I you got against Disney. You want American? Right. <laughs> huh? Sitting I here think. talking about China and then you sell Disney? <laughs> what, what happened to your kids? Yeah. I, it's the first time I owned it for, uh, I think, since the travel trust started. Uh, I feel that right now, wow, this is, you guys have like, those eyes that they have. Actually, I do want to hear <laughs> your, I okay. want to hear okay. this. I want to okay. understand why you sold okay. Disney. I feel like it's going up a lot. Uh, it's now, even though the company's made a good effort to try to make it so it's not a pandemic story, uh, I do feel that when I s- used to sit here and we used to see ESPN go down and down in terms of number of subs, I think that Disney Plus will, uh, the rate of change that it's going up will diminish as people want to go out. I did not see um, you know, Paris open last week and they didn't make that big a deal about it. They are still they're sending what I regard as being first-run movies to Disney Plus, and I versus think, AMC versus AMC, and I think they should go to AMC. I think that they should say, "Listen, we're the ultimate open story, and whoever wins the NBA, we're going to take them all down. We want them to go to Disney." But I don't feel right now that I feel right now it's a pandemic play, not a post-pandemic play, because of how they positioned it. I know that they don't agree with that, but I don't need a company that's a pandemic play because they aren't working. They're not working. Okay. Fair enough. And do you disagree that they don't seem, they seem a little bit more like a pandemic play? But now I'm being, you know, broad brush here. Uh, stock was 79 bucks a little over a year ago. Yeah. I mean, well, it had a great move. This year it has it not a big been move. up. It has not moved it at all. It's down move. 4% for the year so right. far. And, I, um, and as they we do said, have a new CEO. He is relatively new. Iger as chairman is going to be exiting at the end of this year. Um, JPEG obviously running the company as its CEO. Look, and direct-to-consumer is still the focus of, uh, I think you've got to argue, I think of, it of should every be, investor. I think it should be cruise ships. I think it should be Paris. Uh, I think it should be this. We own, look, we're a great indoor story, but in the end, the ultimate destination is the, are the theme parks. And I could write the script. Um, they could hire me. I actually like my job, but I do feel that they have yet to tell the story effectively. Now, they disagree. Remember, they think they the story is being told right, effectively. Well, we'll remember where the stock was when you exited. And we'll, we talk about Disney a lot, so I have no doubt that we will come back to it any number of times. Well, it's the first time uh, my chapel trust has pretty much owned it since we started. I mean, giving away a lot of money. The trust started 16 years ago. and 
I just well, felt it was time to move on. You, the, the most surprising media news yesterday was Spielberg, who once tried to bar Netflix yes. from the Academy Awards. <laughs> is going to start making multiple movies for Netflix. I, uh, look, I, a huge play. I think that there are a lot of services now. Now, I know that Reed would say our, our real competition is time. Uh, Strauss Selnick would take two real competition is co- time. Well, you know what? Time is win- it, 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 time's winning now. Right. We're, we're running out of time. I mean, how many things can you watch at once? I, I only watch one thing at a time. I can't multitask and watch Upstart at the same time as I watch Bosch. <laughs> I like Bosch. Bosch is really good. Yeah. Starts again. Does it? Well, we're still like on season one. Oh, we, let me yeah. tell you what happens in season one. Please do not oh, do okay. that. Um, um, but, you know, I'm watching Line of Duty. I mean, I'm watching, I'm watching a great British show. I, I, I watch every single show. I have no time to even look at the dog. Meanwhile, your, your first point was your most important one. Time is Disney? running out. We probably shouldn't all be sitting home on our couch. In fact, we should well, be Dis- that's why I say things. Disney Plus, so. I think the rate of advance is in question. And I don't want a company to be hostage like, they, like ESPN was. That's all. I think um, that they have to look. I'll go back in if they somehow make okay. it clear that it's not a, that it's an opening story because it should be the greatest opening story of all time. That's what I would have started with. That's interesting. Guys, I wanted to end, at least for my part, on, on, on housing. It's, not a, uh, it's a large deal, but not a public company. $6 billion. The Blackstone getting back into... Remember Blackstone after Jonathan the... Jonathan Gray's getting back well, in? Well, Jonathan Gray runs the firm, well, with Steve Schwartzman, but um, he doesn't run real estate any longer. But remember after the crisis, they bought up... They would be, quickly became the largest yeah. owner of single-family homes quick. in the country. They brought them all together. Then they created a, a company called Invitation Homes. They took it public. And then they got out of it. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's, 12, it's 11 well, years. Well, they made a killing. Uh, now they're buying a new, uh, a new uh, uh, player in this market uh, called Home Partners of America, $6 billion deal. Um, they have a bit of a different uh, approach, but similar, let's call it. You know, they buy homes. They lease them to tenants. They give them right. the opportunity to buy the home as well. 17,000 homes here. Invitation eventually got to as much as 80,000. But interesting that they're back in it. By the way, Blackstone itself... We don't talk about it too often. $115 billion market come. value. You know what's funny, David? The, I mean, the alternative are... asset management platform there, and obviously a lot of the permanent capital, the recurring fee base, they're starting to get rewarded for all of that. Well, you know, the, the banks owned a lot of housing. And I remember speaking to uh, Michael Corbett, uh, who's no longer the head of city, and I said, look, why don't you do, why don't you own the homes, spruce them up, rent? And he said, look, that's not our business. And it's true. A bank is not a, in the business of running homes, and the, the, the regulators don't want them to have any homes. So, I mean, the regulators, going back to what Jamie Dimon said the other day, the regulators are very tough on banks. They don't let them do the things that a square can do. They certainly don't let them do the things that Blackstone can do. It, they play with one hand tied behind their back, the banks. The banks, you say. Yeah. The banks. The banks. You agree? Uh, sometimes. I think Blackstone is a very powerful competitor in certain areas. But yes, they are. doesn't compete with them. Yes, they are. Very good. That's a very good report by you. Uh, yeah, certainly feeds worries about housing shortages over the longer term uh, in the years to come. Yep. We've only got a couple of sectors uh, green and then marginally so. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Hey, Bob. Well, happy Tuesday, everybody. Uh, we are flattish on the open. Unfortunately, we're not doing a lot to advance the central debate, which is growth versus 
cyclical stocks? What should we be doing? It's not helping today. Consumer staples, you see this kind of flattish open here. Materials, energy, tech, uh, down a little bit, although most of the big fang names are to the upside, uh, mega cap tech uh, to the upside. The big debate, of course, is what's going on with the markets here. I just want to point out, even though it's an indeterminate open, 4255 is the old closing high on the uh, S&P. That was last Monday, and we're 20 points away from that. So we're less than a half a percentage point, essentially, from a new 52-week high. We can debate what the rotation should look like, uh, but we're still essentially at new highs. Mr. Powell speaking today, and a lot of people debating what he's going to say. It's pretty clear to me he's sounding a lot more like Mr. Williams from the New York Fed than he is Mr. Bullard. Uh, just look what Mr. Williams said yesterday, because it's, he sounds a lot like him. Conditions are not progressed enough for the Fed to shift the policy stance of strong support for the economic recovery. Powell sounds like the same thing in his written testimony. Here's the story here. Simply, the debate is unemployment's at 5.8 percent. Powell's on the side of dealing with unemployment. Inflation's at 5 percent. That's the CPI. They're letting that run hot. But obviously, he's going to reiterate he wants unemployment to come down a lot more. And that's the sort of policy debate. But it's very clear the support for the transitory outlook is increasing. We've talked to traders down here pointing out lumber prices have been coming down recently. When you get the community talking about lumber prices coming down when they're already well off of their highs, that's a sign support for that transitory outlook is increasing. The whole market debate is where are we in the, in the cycle here? The bullish narrative is we're in the mid-cycle of the economic expansion. Earnings estimates are continuing to rise, but not as fast as earlier this year. Put up that next full screen, and you'll see here the big debate is whether or not the leadership should be switching overall from cyclical uh, value stocks to growth stocks. We don't know, but some people are already making bets. So this morning, Barclays already said, forget it. We're, we're moving on. The recovery trade uh, has run its course here. The important thing is they've downgraded industrials, put up Barclays there, uh, and they've upgraded secular growth. That's the Facebook, Amazon, Alphabet, Apple, Microsoft, and they're remaining overweight in financials and healthcare. The important thing here is it's going that way in, in the same direction in commodities. You see copper prices here, copper topped in May of uh, uh, last year. And there you see J.P. Morgan today. They're doing the same thing. Demand's past the peak for recovery. China's seeking to lower prices. And supply bottlenecks are easing. So copper's way off the high, 13%. We're already moved in that direction. And Freeport, of course, already more than 20% off of its highs. A lot of people, David, have taken positions on it this week on that whole growth versus value debate. Back to you. Interesting. Remember when Richard Atkinson came on with me? That's a couple of yes. months ago. It was right at near the highs, Bob. It was. That was some interview. It was right at the top. He was giddy. Uh, thanks, Bob. Bob okay. Sani. All right. Still to come, we're going to tell you which company just announced that it's moving its headquarters, longtime headquarters, out of New York City. But first, how about a look at Treasuries? Yeah. And how they're faring ahead, of course, of Chair Powell's congressional testimony. There is a look at yields right now. You can see. 1.500 on that 10-year, the 30-year at 2.135. We're back right after this. Philip Morris International announcing it will relocate its corporate headquarters to Connecticut from New York City. The company says the move was facilitated with the support of Governor Lamont and will bring 200 jobs to the state. PMI says it expects the new headquarters in Fairfield County to be operational by summer 2022 as companies everywhere, Jim, sort of reevaluate their corporate footprint. Uh, I was with an executive yesterday who was saying that, that we don't emphasize enough the depopulation of urban centers that there's been depopulation. I, I thought, I know in New York there's been, but I, you know, 
Well, I mean, this you, example there, saying, there's look two around. different things. I mean, New York and the neighborhoods of New York, and I think other it, no, people have not left. But oh, no. we, what you go to the main office main corridors, offices, midtown, yes, downtown, about. where we are, and there is still a lack of workers who've returned. And the but, question, uh, well, the larger question for business, which I think is fascinating right now, is. What are the people who run these organizations going to go with as their future? Is it going to be, I expect you in the office five days a week, or it's got to be hybrid, or, uh, you know, and that that's going on right now, that debate and those decisions. And do you think that people, uh, that companies that don't offer that flexibility can't get good people? Right. Yeah. That's yeah, the I question. Too. But would you rather have an work if you put two organizations side by side right now they're in the same business would what would you rather have you'd rather invest in the company that had people coming in every day to the office or the company that went with the two three let's go. i have two crazed dogs at home and i'd rather go to the office you didn't answer the question well dogs are crazed i know well one of the dogs the new dog nvidia has just decided, taken every toy take sack on the bed has just taken control and it just, you know, that dog, look at Yoda. That dog is just a menace. <laughs> Holy cow. Baby NVIDIA Yoda. is in charge. And I'm using, I'm raising price target to $1,000 on that guy. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break here. Dow's down 78. We're back in a moment. One of my absolute favorite people, Sarah Fryer, runs next door now, used to be at Square. And then CNH, remember Scott Wine and Polaris? He now runs this company, and they've got a, a deal with uh, Nucla, and they bought a company yesterday. And Scott's a remarkable veteran. He's done great things. Can't wait to see them. Uh, it's a good show. Thank you. See. Splunk got a big investment. And yes, I sold Disney. Okay, I sold Disney. I sold my Bitcoin, <laughs> sold my Disney. Uh, Sue me. Viewers did notice. Yeah, they wrote yeah, in. Wow. Said you're no longer invited on Splash Mountain. <laughs> well, I'm done with Splash Mountain. I lost, I, by the way, I lost my, uh, my glasses when I used to wear glasses. Really? Yeah. On Splash on Mountain? Spa- on Space Mountain. I'm sorry to hear that. And I've never found them. Apparently, there's, a, there's millions of glasses. Oh, I'm sure. On, the lost and found yeah, downstairs. Yet another reason to sell Disney. Yeah, and the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> they have my glasses. <laughs> We'll see you tonight. I don't think Disney noticed. The people at Disney noticed that conversation about myself, right? They didn't notice, right? I'm I'm home free, right? You're good. You're good. You don't worry. You're not in Disney jail. Mad Money, 6 p.m. tonight. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.